The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'm very glad that you're listening with us. As always, we've got a great program for you. I know it will inspire you. It'll uh, give you some new ideas. It'll deepen your spiritual life, and it'll be great. So I'm glad that you're with us today. I want to also say thank you so much for your comments on our Facebook page, our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. Thank you for liking Spirit of Recovery, and thank you for your comments. It is great to get your comments and uh, see your participation and see what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. And I also want to thank you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community know about Spirit of Recovery. I love the opportunity to broadcast here on unityonlineradio.org about the topic of recovery and spirituality. And uh, I love hearing from you and knowing how what we're doing and the guests that I'm bringing are touching your heart and uh, transforming your life. They're really giving you a boost of uh, experience, strength, and hope. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. My guests are always people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people. And we are bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live via your computer. You can listen live via your smart device. You can go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. You can listen to uh, archive programs, listen on demand at go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery and listen anytime you want. We've got lots of great archived programs, so I'd encourage you and invite you to do that. Also, I want you to know that you have an opportunity. If you like Spirit of Recovery, if you like what's happening here, if you like... Uh, other programs on Unity Online Radio, and you would like to make a financial contribution to this nonprofit endeavor that is UnityOnlineRadio.org, you can do that. You can support the network financially by using your smartphone. You can make a one-time gift or a recurring contribution. Simply text Unity Radio to seven two seven two seven from your smartphone, and your contributions go to help support Spirit of Recovery as well as many other great programs on Unity Online Radio. 
I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. So if you are a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you are the family member or the friend of someone that has the disease of addiction and you may be in your own recovery as a family member because family members have recovery programs too and so uh, you might be in recovery as a family member or friend. Maybe you or the one you love is not in recovery. That's okay, too. I'm glad you're here, glad you're listening. Maybe you're just curious about recovery. You just want to find out more about it. Glad you're here, glad you're listening. You're welcome to uh, email in or call in a comment or question for my guest if you want to. Everybody's welcome here. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has, in my own circle of love and friendship, many people with the disease of addiction. And 34 years ago, those relationships were a powerful catalyst that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And my walk continues to be an integration of unity principles and recovery principles that keeps transforming my life, keeps me growing in deeper ways. So I am just grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas about spirituality, about recovery, about spiritual principle and spiritual living with you and to bring you great guests and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and recovery walk. Our topic today is Miracles Happen When You Take the Steps. And, uh, you know, we cooperate in creating our miracles. They don't just land on our heads, even though sometimes that's our fantasy, but that's not how it works. As we take the steps, it may be the 12 steps of recovery, or it may be another understanding of the steps towards spiritual principle, towards spiritual learning and growth and spiritual living. We know that what happens is our higher power, by whatever name we call that higher power, does bring the results, and that's how we live wonderful lives that are filled with miracles, and those are just those uh, places where we are aware of that miracle we're always living in, in that presence and power of our higher power. And today my guest is Royce Sherrick, and Royce is a person who is in long-term recovery, and he is also the director of the Step House LLC, and that's in Almagarda, New Mexico. The Step House is a one-year program that focuses on troubled men who have lost their sense of themselves in alcohol and other substance abuse. And at the Step House, there's a program of spiritual healing, growth, and self-worth that is encouraged um, by having the men there work their 12-step program, by having them be responsible members of a residential community, and seeing the miracles that happen in their lives because they are willing to take the steps in all senses of that term. So Royce is going to be sharing with us today about his own experiences um, personally and as he's worked with so many, many men over the years, help him to support others to create their miracles in their road to recovery. And you can learn more about what Royce does and the Step House if you simply go to www.thestephouse.org. So, Royce, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I guess I should start off by saying that my name is Royce Sherrick, and I am an alcoholic. That's right. how I start everything that I do. Uh-huh. Um, I, my sobriety date is uh, June the 16th of '03. I don't know if that impresses you, but it impresses the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm a hopeless drunk and a drug addict. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a straight up junkie. I, I intravenously use heroin and methamphetamines, and um, I haven't had any mind altering substance in my body since June the 16th of '03. Um, and I owe that to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, which got me in touch with. Uh, uh, I, I did AA for, a, a, well, I still do AA, but during my path of Alcoholics Anonymous, I, I started reading some, some stuff by a guy by the name of Emmett Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, this pretty girl asked me one time to go to her church with her, and uh, I said, well, of course. 
and, uh, and, and the minister there, it was a unity church in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and the minister there um, was talking about Emma Fox. And, and she got my attention. That's, that's how God works in my life today. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing something, like, like I'm, I'm trying to study Emmett Fox to grow more spiritual through the program Alcoholics Anonymous, and then I, I show up in this church and the minister's talking about Emmett Fox. You know, that just, it kind of like, it, it grabbed me and, and got me involved in Unity Church. Right. So I, I do AA and I, I, I go to Unity Church uh, just about every Sunday. I drive 75 miles one way to get there. Um, I, I have a men's recovery home here also. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's why I'm sober today is because I I truly believe that that I I working in this recovery home here that we we have 35 men and uh, it's totally self supporting and we we don't you know none of the guys have food stamps everybody here gets gets a, a job and and pays rent and that rent money is how we pay our light bill and how we uh, keep insurance and gasoline in our vehicles and and how we buy all of our groceries and 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 we do quite well that way we're not we don't get no grant money from the government we don't you know we're kind of happy with the way things are going here Mm -hmm. you know royce i um uh was able to make a visit there to the step house a few months ago and it was really wonderful to see what you're doing there um and i know that uh you are really clear about the work that that you do at the step house, I know you've been a recovery home manager for eight years. And is the step house? It's like a halfway house. Is that what you would call it, or a sober house? I, 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 like, to a sober, I like to call it a sober living home. Okay, a sober the, living home. Uh-huh. Home's kind of institutional, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't want I don't want that feeling here. You right. Know what I, mean? I, I, I I like more that we're a sober living family. Right. And your your goal is, you know, like I know that you uh, and I was it was wonderful to have a visit there with you and and your wife that you both uh, work there. You're the director and she's the administrator. And you really, um, as you were just saying a minute ago, you've really got some clear ideas about um, what helps people stay clean and sober. Um, And and I know. I'm get, some of that comes from your own experience because you, I think you shared with me that you'd been introduced to um, recovery in 1988, um, and right. it took some coming and going. Would you share with us a little bit about just your experience of what it is that kept you coming back? And that's a common experience people have. They may be introduced to recovery, but then and then it may take some time for it to stick. What kept you coming back? Well, I, I, I was very close-minded in the beginning. You know, a judge would send me. You know, I would get in a little legal trouble, and the judge would say, you need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous for a while. You know, and, and I would go, and I, I just, I, I didn't want to be there, and I didn't want to be sober. So it didn't really do a whole lot of good early on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as as my life progressed, and I, I you know, I just it just kept getting worse and worse, and you know, I, I, I did a little stay in prison, and I got out of prison, and I continued doing what I was doing for 10 more years. And uh, I, and I wasn't getting sober, but I was still getting sentenced back to AA. And um, and I finally, you know, uh, had, had gotten out of all, you know, I, I'm not in any legal trouble, and all of a sudden I picked up another charge for manufacturing methamphetamine. And it looked like I was going to prison, and I decided, well, I'll, I'll go to AA before my court date. It'll make me look better. And uh, and I and I realized there was quite a few people that were there in '88 that were still there. They didn't come and go; they mm-hmm. stayed. And I thought, my God, if if these people were still here, there's something going on that I need to I need to to shut up and quit thinking I know what it's best for me. And uh, that, that, that's how I got really involved. I, I saw other people that, that their lives had changed and mine hadn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's powerful. That's a really par- powerful aspect of the program, really, is sharing, um, seeing, as you say, what happens for other people and seeing those miracles. Yeah. 
uh, you know, it was happening in their lives, not mine. You know? Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that first year was one of the toughest things I ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know, I, I think it probably was the toughest thing I ever done. And then the second year of, of being in the program of AA and being sober, I, I became homeless because I, I was still running on my will and not God's will. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I got in a really bad spot that second year, and, and I, I, I didn't get loaded. I kept, I kept saying to God and myself that if nothing happens today, I'll go back out and do what I'd been doing all my life. And somebody would show up with a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, you know, a dollar cheeseburger, and, and throw at me. And I think, okay, well, I'm going to make it through this day. I'm not going to go back to where I came from. And that went on for a good bit. And finally a guy gave me a job because he seen me mopping the floors in an AA clubhouse and seen me cleaning the bathrooms in that clubhouse. I'm sleeping on the bench outside it, and my sponsor told me, Royce, you need to go in there and you need to mop these floors and you need to clean those bathrooms because you owe them rent. And I'm thinking, I'm living on the front porch. I don't know, you know, but I was doing it anyway. And the guy saw me doing that and he took me to Deming. We were building a, we were building a school over there. And I went from homeless to making $28 an hour right away. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I kept I kept being mad at him for giving me bologna sandwiches for two weeks. That's how selfish I am, you know. I think I deserve better. But he, he did that, and it made my life really. It, it made me understand that a bologna sandwich is a pretty good thing when you got nothing. Right. You know, when you're talking, it's like that. What what I keep hearing is that because you had uh, people that encouraged you to get busy and to be of service, even if you didn't want to, that that's kind of what opened the next door. How do you see every, that? Every, every time. Every time I every time I thought my life was horrible and I would pay attention to the people and do what they told me, whether I thought they were crazy or not, it would open another door and, and, and things would get better and things would get better. The more I... The more I did for other people, the better my life would get. And, and my mom tried to teach me that all my life. I mean, at Christmas time, it was always, son, it's better to give than it is to receive. And I always thought, what am I getting? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and now I know she was right. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, my mother, at 80 years old, was going to old folks' homes and, and taking a, a spiritual message to those people and taking fresh vegetables out of her garden and giving to these people in the old folks' home. And so I think I might have got some of this that I do here from my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but she was still giving. You know, she, she never quit giving. I just, I never learned from her until, until AA showed me that, you know, we, we, when I sobered up, we would take and go help people move all the time, and we would clean up stuff people's yards all the time and and now that's what we do here at the step house we we get guys and if we see a yard that's really in bad shape we go up and knock on the door and say would you mind if we clean up your yard and Mm -hmm. we go and it's usually an older person that's not capable of taking care of the yard and there's you know they usually say well we we can't afford to have you and it's like no we're not asking for anything we're asking for an opportunity to help you clean your yard so we, we go do it for fun and for free, and mm-hmm. uh, and guys feel good about themselves by doing that. You know, we, we do a lot of that. We do a lot of, we move a lot of people when they need move, you know, like someone's moving from one place to another. We, we go load up the trucks. We take, we got a van with two different vans with trailers on them, and we just go load all their stuff on our trailers and move it for them. Uh, we, don't, we don't ask for money. We're not asking for anything. We're asking for the guys that don't have a job to be able to be busy. Mm-hmm. By them being busy, they want to go get a job real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Royce, it's time for our first break. I'm glad that you're with us, and thank you so much for your heartfelt sharing. Uh, listeners, our topic today is Miracles Happen When You Take the Steps. My guest is Royce, and he is the director of the Step House, and you can see that at thestephouse.org. Uh, and he's talking to us about miracles when you take the steps. So we'll be right back. Stay with us on Spirit of Recovery.
Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is miracles happen when you take the steps. And we can mean by that either the 12 steps of the uh, recovery program or any steps that you see as steps towards your spirituality, but taking those actions to grow and develop spiritually. And that's when we do take steps to do that, we find that we are living in the miracle, living in the miracle that our higher power is always with us. My guest today is Roy Sherrick, and Royce is a person in long-term recovery, and he's also the director of the Step House LLC, which is a one-year uh, sober living program that focuses on troubled men and who have lost themselves in alcohol and other substance abuse, and it's a program of spiritual healing, growth, and self-worth. And um, it really uh, helps people to move into a life of recovery, a life of sobriety. And you can learn more about them at www.thestephouse.org. Before I get back to my conversation with Royce, I invite you to join me in the Serenity Minute, a moment of meditation, a moment of relaxation, to share with me a constructive idea, and then to spend a moment in the quiet, making that conscious contact with your higher power as you understand it. So I invite you to relax, to be aware of your breath, to feel that relaxation moving all the way through your body temple, allowing your mind to relax and the thoughts to simply drift to the edges of your awareness. And share with me this constructive idea. I am of worth and value. I participate in life and give service from that place. I am of worth and value. 
I participate in life and give service from that place. And now we relax for a moment in the quiet. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I hope that it was an opportunity for you to take even a brief moment to make that conscious contact with your higher power. And now I'm back to our conversation with my guest, Royce Shurek, and we are talking about miracles happen when you take the steps. So, um, Royce, before the break, you were uh, sharing with us about how taking action, just even being of service, um, has been such an important part for you of your own uh, recovery, your own engagement with the recovery process, and you had people in your life that were setting that good example and encouraging you. And um, you and and how you do that for the men that are part of your um, step house. So um, please tell us a little bit about your. Um, how you uh, came into that. You had a, a funny story that you told me once about about the cups when you're cleaning up around a, a clubhouse and about how those cups got you engaged in uh, service. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a great story. I love this story. And, it, and, and what, what happened was, you know, I talked to you about cleaning the bathrooms and mopping the floors, and, and that was the Arid Club in Las Cruces. And... And I was sleeping on the bench out front, and I, I was I was homeless. I was a year sober, and and the guy that's my sponsor, he would have me picking up cigarette butts in the front yard, and and alongside the building, every day there was just twenty, thirty styrofoam coffee cups, and he would have me picking up the coffee cups, and uh, and 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 I'd pick up all these coffee cups, and I kept thinking, what's wrong with these people throwing these coffee cups out? You know, the styrofoam coffee cups out the window upstairs, and and and, and I'm picking up these cups, and, and and then several months later, well, I, as as I'm doing the cups and mopping the floor and stuff, a guy came by and, and gave me the job in dibbing, building the high school over there, and and I made really good money there, but he seen me doing all this service, so that's why he offered me the job. I mean, I was homeless, I had the homeless smell. Nobody's gonna hire me. You know, no one's going to hire the homeless guy because he just smells so bad. But this guy hired me anyway, and uh, and 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 now several months later, I'm living indoors. I got me a I got me a little motel room that I'm renting weekly, and I've got me a little junky car that gets me back and forth. And 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 I'm sitting in an AA meeting at seven thirty at night with uh with my sponsor, and he looks over at me and tells me. Royce, throw your cup out the window. And I told him, what's wrong with you? I'm not throwing my cup out the window. Are you crazy? And he said, Royce, don't be so dang selfish. There's another guy sleeping on the bench out front of the clubhouse here that needs a job. Now, you throw your cup out the window so this guy can pick up the cups and he can learn how to be, he can do just what you're doing. So what, what happened was Lance starts picking up the cups and and my sponsor has me take glance through the steps. Actually, my sponsor really did it. He just had me do it because, but I used him to get it done. I wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, I every 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 step of the way, I would go to my sponsor Alan and I would say, "What do I do? You know, what do I do? Oh my God, what do I do?" And, and, and he would take help me take glance through the steps and. And, and Lance was picking up cups and cigarette butts and mopping the floor. And, and me and Lance are both sober today. Right. I love that That's, story. You know, I love it. And, and you really... When recovery tell you to do something crazy, do it. <laughs> no matter what it is. You know, uh-huh. it, it gives you a sense of belonging. 
Right. Yeah. And you do that, you know, like you said, with the the men that you work with in the step house. Tell us some yes, more we, about that, about how you set it up and, and how you got involved with the step house in the first place and how you carry on that legacy of service. Well, when, when there, there was this little recovery place over here that was about to go belly up, it, it was it was financially broke, and and it was just it was in bad bad shape. And I uh, I, I sold my old Harley Davidson motorcycle for enough money to to get us up and running again. And uh, I thought, well, that. Uh, and, and, and I got us like like we didn't have there was no food here and there was a few guys and there was the electric was about to be shut off and the water bill was was due and you know they they were going to shut off all the utilities so I I sold my motorcycle really for about half of what it was worth to get enough money to 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 keep us alive here and, and to get enough food in the house that we could we could make it and uh, it was all due to poor management. You know, and 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 it's just that happens. You know, it just happens mm-hmm. in, in places like this. So, so, so I I took all the money I had and all the money I could get my hands on and, and poured into this, and um, the rest is just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I thought I thought I'm never gonna be able to. Uh, to, to get ahead here again, you know, because it just it just didn't look like it, and, and we we've struggled some, and you know I've tried many different spiritual paths, and uh, there's one that, that that's going on right now, and it, and we blow this ram's horn. This friend of mine, uh, he he does it every day for ten days. I'm kind of lazy. I go out one day every year, and we blow this ram's horn and we talk to God, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and uh, every time I've done that, I've been tr- truly blessed uh, in ways I can't imagine. And, and I think it's all from willingness to try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that, that's what I love about the Unity Church is that we get we, we believe in all paths. You know, I don't I don't think that anybody's wrong as mm-hmm. long as you work. That's 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 been that's that's my belief, and it's always been my belief that. You know, since I got sober, I didn't believe before I got sober. Right. How was that for you when you first, you you know, that you said, yeah, before you didn't really have a belief in any kind of a higher power. So how how did your spirituality grow when you first got into recovery? <laughs> well, it started off with me being the jerk that I've always been all my life. And, and the people that the 12-step program that I was in were telling me that I had to get a God. So I told him, okay, I'm going to have Fred Flintstone for my God because he's just got a bedrock of foundation. And that was just my insanity running mm-hmm. wild with me, you know. And and, and, and my A sponsor had enough. Um, I, I, I just let me run with that for a minute, you know, and let me be the jerk that I am. And, and finally one day told me, you know what, dude, you, you need to, you need to quit that and, and start talking to God. And, and we started off with having me sit outside right before the sun would come up and listen to the leaves rustle in the in the wind, in a breeze, you know, hear the leaves and tell me that's God. And then then we would we would hear the birds start to chirp and say, you know, that's God, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I, that that's where that's where my my life spiritually started to work and I, I've, I've tried several different things mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've done some Native American medicine wheels that I surely wasn't going to do because I thought it was hocus pocus kind of weird voodoo stuff and I did it anyway and now when like when you did the, the, medi- the minute meditation mm-hmm. my mind got totally quiet mm-hmm. my mind has never been totally quiet my whole life but but from trying some other things, being open-minded to them, my mind gets totally quiet today. Um, I, 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 I could sit here and have no thought, which I, I never had that before. So that's, and, and unity has helped me with that. 
how does Unity for you work with your recovery program? Oh, it, it, it's it's hand in hand, which which really blew me away because I wasn't going to go to no church. I wasn't going to have anything to do with church. But there was a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, Who's now your wife, I think, right? <laughs> that is now my wife. Yeah. And her mother is the minister uh-huh. who I met you through. Right. And, uh, you know, I, this family loves me and I love them. We we have a we just have a wonderful bond, and 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 it's just I I can't even explain. I mean, it's so amazing because I I I was you know I, I was so agnostic when I when I first started this. I just you know I believed other people believed, and I thought they were weak. That was my my thinking on this. So I. Um, you know, so so unity works really, really well. You know, I I love I love the meditation that we do every every Sunday. Um, I I love that we don't have a set um, denomination that we you know you believe this way or you're going to hell. I don't believe in that at all, mm-hmm. and I, that so so unity fits in with what my belief has been since I got sober. Through mm-hmm. the teaching of, of, of Emmett Fox, because I really studied a lot of Emmett Fox when I first sobered up. Because, you know, um, the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous studied Emmett Fox. Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah. I, was, I was reaching in the same direction that that man did, because I knew it worked for him, and I thought, man, if it worked for him, it's got to work for me. What stood out to you with what you were reading about Emmett Fox, or what did you like about it? Well, I, I, like, I like Around the World with Emmett Fox, and I love the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sermon on the Mount, um, where he how he breaks down the Lord's Prayer. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the I've said the Lord's Prayer all my life because uh, I grew up in a very strong. Um, I, I I don't really want to say what denomination, but it's just really laying on hands and you know just stuff that's just a little hard for me to deal with, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, Sorry, I kind of got lost there. Um, I got guys walking by the window as I'm. You know, just, <laughs> I'm a little uh-huh. ADD. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> so, so, so. It's about Emmett Fox. Yeah, the Lord's oh, Prayer. About Emmett Fox. Thank you. I'm sorry, I got lost. That's where, okay. where it says, "Our Father," um, and, and Emmett Fox broke it down. That says that makes me and you brother and sister. And, and makes all of us brothers and sisters. And see, all my life I've said that prayer, and I thought, my father. No matter, even though I said our father, I, I, I couldn't get it in my head that it was our father. I, got, I thought it was my father. Uh, that's how selfish I am as, a, as an alcoholic and a, and a dope fiend. Um, so, so that was able to open my eyes to go, okay, our father. And then, and then as, and the part where it talks about Forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive. See, I never, I, I just, I just said these prayers and and never understood the meaning of them. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm saying forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive, and I'm harboring a resentment, I'm asking, I'm asking to be forgiven as I'm forgiving the guy that I resent. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not forgiving him. So go ahead and get me like I'm thinking of him. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh wow, I've I've been doing this all my life, asking to be basically sent to hell, or in my mind, you know, I, I think I I don't believe there's a heaven and hell. I believe, I, I I believe the kingdom of heaven is peace on earth within myself. That's just my belief, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that hell is the life I've created for myself before I got sober. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's wonderful. It sounds like that you really uh, have a whole different viewpoint of things than you used to. And and uh, wow, what a process. It's time for our second break. So um, hang in there. Listeners, stay with us. Our topic today is Miracles Happen When You Take the Steps. My guest is Roy Sherrick, and we'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. 
guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance, and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is Miracles Happen When You Take the Steps. And we're talking today about how we cooperate in creating our miracles as we take steps towards spiritual growth. Then we're working with our higher power and we're finding that um, lots of good stuff starts happening in our lives. And my guest is Roy Sherrick. And Royce is a person in long-term recovery. And he's also the director of the Step House LLC, which is in Alamogordo, New Mexico. And that's a one-year program a sober living program that supports men in um living responsible lives being part of a healthy community and uh being self-supporting through their own contributions and helping them to stay clean and sober so uh royce before the break you were sharing with us uh about again about some of those miracles that are happening and there's some very cool miracles that happen at the step house all the time and when I was uh, visiting you with my friend, Terry, who's your mother-in-law, this summer, there was a cool miracle that happened right when we were eating lunch. Would you share that uh, with the Spirit of Recovery listeners? I, I would love to. We, uh, well, while, we were, while we were eating lunch, I got a phone call from a, a friend of mine, and, and he told me, Royce, I, 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 I have some uh, some." Some, uh, oh my goodness, um, sponsorships to get these guys into the Young People AA convention uh, this weekend. He, he said, "He said you can send me twelve, thirteen guys," which we were we we did do. Um, the same kid paid for uh, motel rooms at the Hampton for all of these guys to have a place to stay while they were there. They had a barbecue one night to make sure that they ate that night, and they, they fed them all weekend. So they, they they take guys from my house who are indigent, who have no money yet. They've just gotten here, and, and they're, they're, you know, if, if they do have any money, it's very limited. They're just getting on their feet, and they're just getting jobs, and they're just going to get getting it together. And, and, and this friend of mine said, man, if you can, if, if you can get them here, we will pay for their room for Friday night and Saturday night, and we will we will make sure they eat well, and we will get them into this convention, which is a 
close to probably a couple thousand dollars that we mm-hmm. don't have. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, I get a little choked up when I hear these things happen over and over still. Um, we are so blessed, the miracles that happen, that, that somebody would call me and say, we, we, we want 13 of your men to come up here and, and, and spend the weekend with us, and we want them there so bad we're going to pay for their room and pay for their meals and, and, and whatever we can do to make this happen. Royce, we want to we wanna see that you make this happen for us. And mm-hmm. that's, that's just one of the many miracles. We've got the same deal happening this weekend at the top of Texas for guys. Uh, last weekend we took a bunch of us and we went to uh, Persia Dam, which is a little river spot here and here about 75 miles away. I'm lying to you. It's 140 miles from here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I catch myself lying today still. Um, but we got to go up there and go fishing all weekend. We camped out and 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 we had a AA thing there uh, on Sunday, so we we all got to participate in that and. And we cooked up uh, 110 pounds of catfish, and, and everybody ate catfish that day. And we just we just get out together, and, and we enjoy life. That is a miracle for a hopeless, alcoholic, drug addict like me. I, I've never enjoyed life. And these guys, uh, when they get here, they're not very happy with their life. And and today the miracle is that they get to see that there's. In sobriety, we get to laugh, and we get to help people for fun and for free. You know, we we go out and work our butt off all day for situations, um, and, and it's for fun and for free. We uh, not er, earlier on in the summer, we all went to a place called Wet and Wild. There was twenty two of us that got to go, and and me and the boys went out the weekend before, and we we just we went out and cut weeds for several people. And and these are people that are are in the program that we're in, and and, and they threw money at the guys. Well, they they gave me money, and I rat-holed all the money, and we took us all, and we went to a wet and wild, and and we took buckets of chicken, and we, you know, we just spent the whole day playing in a water park for their hard labor, Mm -hmm. you know. And and these guys haven't had a good time in a long time. You Mm -hmm. You know, they've been a prisoner to their addiction. Um, for 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 years, and 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 now they're out amongst other people, and, and and you know, going down these giant slides and laughing like children. You know, grown men getting tacked like children. I you know, that, I think that's what God intended us to do is to be childlike, and mm-hmm. and, and these guys get these guys get to do that for sure. A lot due to hard work, though. Right, and that's part of the rules there, right? There's you got some pretty uh, firm rules. What are some of the the things that they don't like? Firm rules. Um, Uh Nobody gets to advance here without without doing work uh, like step work. Um, Should I run through our whole rule list pretty quick for you? Sure. Okay. Our first rule is no fighting, no violence, no threats of violence of any kind at any time will be allowed here in our program. Clothing must be worn at all times. No, we, We're not going to let you wear your pants down below your, you know, we don't want to see your boxers. We're going we're gonna to stand upright and stand up straight and walk with purpose today, which, which is what trudge means, to stand up and walk with purpose. Our residents uh, are on a 30-day acclimation deal that they don't get to go outside with, with by themselves, they don't get to go outside the property without by themselves at all for 30 days. Um, we always go as a crew, um, and, and after they've been here a while, they they get their cell phones. They can have their cell phone back after 30 days, con- considering they've got their rent paid up, considering they're working steps with an AA sponsor, considering they're um, it, it's approved by me that, that we know that they're doing what we want them to do that I, I've been able to track them and make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do before they get any rights back. You don't get... Our rights are earned. They're not just given. Um, right. And so... Go ahead. Go ahead. What is it that's... 
What's that? What? Why is it so important to have that structure? Because it is. It really matters. Well, because because we've lived without structure most of our lives. I mean, most of us most of us start off when we get here. We if we paid our electric bill, it was by cutoff notice. It wasn't it wasn't when the bill was due. It was when there was a cutoff notice hanging on the door. Then we would rush to the electric company and figure out how we're going to fix it. You know, so we're trying we're trying to start off with from. It's like I, I call it spiritual kindergarten. You know, if I don't put the grocery cart back in the corral when I when I leave the grocery store, I'm in trouble. You know, if I leave the grocery cart set by my car, then I you know I'm just I'm just being I'm back to my old self. I'm back to my old selfishness. Um, if if I don't. If I don't pick up after myself, if I don't wash my own dish and my own plate or my own cup or, or my silverware, now I'm back to waiting for someone to wait on me and I'm leaving a mess. If I don't clean up after myself, I'm, I'm back to my old self. Um, if I don't make my bed every morning when I get out of it, I'm back to my old self. You know, My sponsor had me making my bed every morning, and then at night I... I would call my sponsor and say, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I got my bed made. I made my bed this morning. And, that, and, and it would say, okay, crawl in bed. How does it feel to crawl into a made bed? And it's like, wow, it's really kind of nice because I used to never make my bed, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just simple little things like that that start us in a path of doing right things. If we're not... You know, if I don't make my bed, I make my bed still every day. I throw my shoes under my bed every day. At night, I'm, I put my shoes go under my bed, and I teach my guys this. If we put our shoes under our bed while we're down there putting our shoes under our bed, we can say, thank you, Father, for another wonderful day of being sober, and thank you for keeping me sober. And in the morning when I'm getting my shoes out, I can say, God, please help me stay sober and help me do the right thing today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's just simple little things that that we try to teach here. I I try to teach my guys how to save money. I try I try to teach them that if you know if you get paid on payday and you haven't any you haven't haven't saved any money all week, then you're going backwards. You know the real world saves money. That you know most people have a prudent reserve. Us alcoholic and and, and and drug addicts, we don't even think of prudent reserve. We think of we, we, we think of where am I going to get my next dollar? Who am I going to scam? Who am I going to you know? So mm-hmm. now that now now that we have a savings going, and and by the time they leave here, we try to get them to a place to where they can pay their first and last month rent. They can get their utilities all turned on, and still have about fifteen hundred dollars left over. In case they lose their job, they still have about a month to get their to get to get another job before they lose their home. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Guess what? Go ahead. Okay. I just that that's that's kind of what we do to. Right, and you know that's really powerful, and I appreciate so much uh, what you're saying, and that's so true about about the recovery process. Is that's real spirituality? You know, people can go blah 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 all they want to about spirituality, but it's only when it's grounded in that kind of rock bottom responsibility of putting the grocery cart back in the corral. That's spirituality. It really is. Oh yeah. That's that's God pointing us in a direction we need to go. I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's real powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. What we, have, we've been blessed here. Yeah, our our time's getting a, a little bit t- toward the end here, but we've got a couple minutes. What's a, a story that uh, you have of somebody that's been uh, a resident there of the step house that? you see is like, wow, it's made a big, I'm sure there's many of them, but one that comes to mind that's made a real big difference in that person's life. I would life. like to see about Angry Dave. He hitchhiked here from Boston, Southie Boston. This was several years back. Angry Dave was 28 years old when he got here. He's a transit. He had never owned a car. He hitchhiked all over the country all his life. He hitchhiked here from Boston. He stayed here for the year. He hitchhiked back to Boston, made amends to his family. He got a job 
at, a, at, at cooking in a local restaurant. He went to Snyder Truck Driving School. He got a CDL. At the age of 30, he, he well, he paid off his CDL schooling by, by, by work, working for Snyder. At the age of 30, I get a phone call from Angry Dave. I called him Angry Dave because he was a pretty angry guy when he got here. Um, Irish from Southie Boston, just give you an idea, you know, angry, angry guy. Mm -hmm. He uh, he calls me and said, Royce, you ain't going to believe this. He said, but uh, my father has a picture of him, a picture of his father, and now a picture of me in our dress blues. His whole life he wanted to become a Marine, and at the age of 30 he got to become a U.S. Marine. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and today he... And he graduated top five in his class in Memphis, Tennessee, as an air traffic controller. And today he is an air traffic controller for the U.S. Marine Corps. Um, that's one of my huge stories. Of and and I still stay in contact with Angry Dave. Mm -hmm. So calls mm -hmm. the time, and that was six years ago. Uh -huh. uh, I have a kid here that lives here in Alamogordo that just got his electrical contractor's license, who I got out of jail seven years ago, and he's sober. He's got three sons, and him and his wife just bought their home, and they he, he got his electrical contractor's license. He's a licensed bonded electrical contractor today. Um, <laughs> I, I could go on and on and on and on with stories like this. Uh, I got I got three guys that graduated this program. Uh, one three months ago, two of them graduated two months ago, and they're still living here because they're not ready to leave on their own. They want to stay here. They want to help me with what we do here. They go to work every day. They're paid the same rent they always have. They they're not asking for anything free. They just want to be a part of this. And mm -hmm. and and that that Nimpty Park convention that we talked about, the young people's. Convention right. that they all went to. Mm -hmm. These guys are starting young people's group here in Alamogordo. Their first meeting is next Friday. Uh, <laughs> so, it's, it's powerful. Our time, unfortunately, is up. But Royce, okay. thank you so much. Thank you for who you are, and thanks for um, you. your thank own you. miracles. It's thanks for yeah, yeah. We are miracles today. We yeah, are miracles. Is. I know been, that. Yeah. It is, and it, you know, I thank you so much. Yeah, it really is. It's the power of higher power, and you know, anybody that's willing to make that connection um, can find their own miracles. Thank you so much again for what you're doing, and and thanks for who you are, and thanks for being my guest today. Thank you, Doctor Anna, and thank you. I, I am honored to be a, to get to be a part of this. Thank you. I'm glad, honored you're on here. And thank you all for listening uh, with us today here on Spirit of Recovery. You have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. 
Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.